Hello there, welcome to the Kingdom Influencers Global Podcast. This session focuses on your being equipped to be spiritually mature and relevant in your God-ordained field to the end that you will fulfill his agenda in your sphere of influence. Brace up to receive this life-changing message. God bless you. To continue, to continue from where we left off the other time, you know, we were discussing the fall of man. And I said that something has been done about it already, all right? That there's already been a solution. And I'm going to talk to you today about that solution, which is the redemption of man. It is a redemption of man. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 to 15, you know, God said, says, thy seed and her seed um it shall bruise that head well let me let me read everything in detail so you know i just pick something from the 15 verse but then let me let me read from verse 14 into verse 15 genesis chapter 3 says that and the lord said unto the serpents because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly thou shalt go and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life and i'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel all right so in verse 15 that's where we see um it says, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise it, the, its heel. Alright, so God Himself declared that man will receive salvation in the fullness of time. Alright. In the fullness of time. And when that time came, the demands of salvation or redemption were met. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you so excited that God said there was going to be salvation and then in the fullness of time, the demands were met? How do I know the demands are met? Well, Bible this describes it for us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. It says, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness? He had delivered us. He had delivered us. He's not going to do it. He's already done it. And that's why if you're in Christ Jesus, you ought not, you ought not be scared of of um of the things of this world you ought, ought not be scared of darkness and when i mean darkness i'm not talking about light you know light off and light out you know but that's that's not what i'm talking about talking about the works of darkness because we have been delivered from such he says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and if god had delivered us from the power of darkness that would have been enough but he said no i love you so much and I'm going to translate you into the kingdom of my dear son. And that's what verse 13 says. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. Under the influence of the devil and his cohorts, he has translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And of course, because we are in his kingdom, there is a way of life. There is a way of life. Another time, I'm going to really educate us on, on this way of life in the kingdom of God. Verse 14, he says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So through the shedding of the blood of Jesus, we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. 
So we have been redeemed or bought back. Now, redeem is to buy back. To deem is to buy. Redeem is to buy back. So we have been bought back. We have been bought back. How were we translated into the kingdom of God's dear son? We were bought back legally. Just as authority was legally handed over to the devil, there has been that legal transfer from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And God had to do that by buying us back, redeeming us. And not just that. Is it because we fell and we put on upon ourselves or took upon ourselves the serpentine nature we lived in accordance to the dictates of the flesh and the dictates of the flesh perpetually leads to sin and so god's saying oh well i'm not just going to buy you back you messed up so bad your sins also got to be forgiven wow the mercy and justice system of god at play here and of course his love in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, we also see it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So through the death of Jesus, he destroyed him that had the power of death, and that is the devil. So you see where the death of Jesus comes in. You may probably be wondering, why did he have to die? At least we see the principle here. His death was necessary so that he who had the power of death will be destroyed. And that's the devil. All right. And so with this same power, we are able to keep him in check, even in this world, in our own lives, in your own life, as an individual, as a in your family and all of that we have that authority we have that power to keep him in check don't just cry when it's as though all hell breaks loose on you on your family and even in your country we have that power through what jesus christ has done through what he has done to place him where he belongs so do not accept anything which is of darkness in your life don't accept sickness don't accept poverty do not accept failure do not accept any of these things associated with the fall of man don't accept them why because we have been brought back we have been brought back that's very necessary all right that's very necessary to note and then um let's move on see God said, he says, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Remember that Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, when he was talking to Adam. Death reigned as a result of the disobedience of Adam. And the one who had the power of death had to be destroyed. So when death reigned, there was someone in charge. That's why death was reigning. And so in the death of Jesus, the one who had the power of death was destroyed. Okay, so listening to me now, if you're born again, if you're a Christian, don't be afraid of death. It may seem weird, but don't be afraid of death. Do not be afraid of death. All right. Okay, so death has been defeated. Well, death is going to be the last enemy to be destroyed. But now death has been defeated. Okay, death has been defeated. And that's how we're supposed to keep it. Don't be afraid of death. Don't speak about death as though it is your Lord. You know, there are those who say death is inevitable. Anyway, I didn't go into details today. Um, so let's move on. Death reigned 
and the one who had the power of death had to be destroyed. If, if you read Romans chapter 5, verse 17, you realize something. There. It says, For one, by one man's offense, death reigned by one. By one man's offense. Who are we talking about? Adam. So death reigned because of the offense of one man. It was a spiritual law that was activated. He sinned, and then death reigned as a result. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, says, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, I love this so much. He says, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, the Son of God is in heaven right now, and he's still destroying the works of the devil through us. He has destroyed them. All right, he has destroyed them. But now in our day, how does he destroy them? He does so through us. So when you show up in a place as a child of God, you are supposed to destroy the works of the devil over there. Oh, because we are an extension of who he is. We are an extension of his power. We are an extension of his body, an extension of his wisdom, of his might, and all that he is. And so wherever we find ourselves, when we begin to see the manifestations of the works of the devil, instead of running away, instead of complaining like everyone else, we stand our grounds and then we destroy them in the name and authority of Jesus. Glory to God. You know, I'm so excited right now sharing this with you because this is our life now that we are in the kingdom of God's dear son all right so you see the redemption of man has afforded us this opportunity to even destroy the works of the devil to destroy the works of the devil glory to God glory to God now I'm gonna read a very long scripture Hebrews chapter 9 Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 to 28 Hebrews 9 11 to 28 just stick with me and let's do this 11 to 28 he says but Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building neither by the blood of goats and cows but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an hyper sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause, he is a mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of cows and of goats with water, scalable, hyssop, and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Verse 22. Verse 22, and almost all things are by law purged 
with blood. Now listen to this. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It says, without the shedding of blood is no remission. Now what, what's remission? Remission means blotting out. All right, the blotting out of, of our sin. So if, if you're a Christian now and you're in Christ, you're a new creature, there is no record that you ever sin. Why? Because that sin, by reason of God's son's blood, has been blotted out. Has been blotted out. I actually have um, 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 a recording on the assurance of salvation, the spirit of man, a new creature in Christ. You, you can listen to these episodes. I think I, I explained uh, the difference between remission and forgiveness. I explained it there so you can listen to them for yourself, for your benefit. All right, let's move on. It says, It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heavens should be purified with these things, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true heaven, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world he had appeared to put away sin by sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I, it was a long read, and I had to read it in context so you would get it. It says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Glory to God. So he did what he did once, his sacrifice was once without a shedding. Of blood, there is no remission, and we are told that Christ had to do that sacrifice not twice, not once, not every single year. He did it once, he didn't do it for just one person, he did it for many, he did it for us all. And then he says, And unto them that look for him. So we have got those who look for him. And if you're here today, know for sure that the time is short. He will soon appear in the sky, he'll soon appear in the air. We're gonna meet up with him. This is truth. This is true. This is going to happen. We who are looking for him, he's going to appear unto us. Glory to God. It says the second time. This time without sin unto salvation. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So again, it proves why he had to die. Because without a shedding, there's no blotting out of sin. And Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Now, all these scriptures reveal the need for the shedding of blood to pacify the demands of God's justice system. The blood had to be shed. Jesus, the Son of God, was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect substitute. However, there must be a response on our part to render effective what he's already done in our individual lives. Even though he's already done it in the past, we got to accept it. There has to be a response. There has to be a response. And if you're to read John chapter 3, from verse 1 to 7. Now, let me just give you a background. 
um, a, a ruler, a Jewish ruler, came to Jesus and was having a conversation with him right from verse 1 and then into verse 7. Now, verse 7, Jesus said something. He says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. God doesn't hold your sins against you anymore. And you would have to believe that you, you also fell when Adam fell. I, I already explained that. But then something has been done about it already. It was done more than 2,000 years ago. But you have to respond. You have to respond. I have responded to it. And boy, I am living a life of fulfillment. Living the life God's called me to live. Glory to God. Now, to be born again is to be born from above. It means to be saved. Now, you may be wondering, how can I be born again? If you read Romans chapter 10, let's go there. Romans chapter 10, we'll read from verse 9 to 10 and then from uh, verse 13 into 15. So Romans 10, 9, this is what it says. That if thou shalt confess, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then from verse 13, he says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, including you, including me. Whosoever, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're listening to me from. He says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom of in, in him of whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Oh, that's where I come in. And how shall they preach except they be sent? So I'm, I've been sent to you. That's why I'm preaching to you. That's why I'm preaching to you. But then he says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I want to give you the opportunity today to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you haven't, Wherever you are tuning in from, it doesn't matter the continent, it doesn't matter the nation, it doesn't matter um, the city you are in, it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter at all. These things that I have communicated to you, that's truth, that's who you are. What Jesus did for you, he did out of love, out of love, but you must respond. So just quickly pray this after me if you want to be born again and say, Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying for me. Thank you that the shedding of your blood has brought about remission of my sins. I declare today that I need you more than ever before. Be the Lord of my life. I accept your substitutionary sacrifice. And I declare even right now, I am born again. And I live the life that you've called me to live in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So if you pray this prayer after me, we'd love to hear from you. And um, we already have episodes on how to start out with this new life that you, you, you have received. Now that you're born again, as I said, we already have episodes on the new creature in Christ, the spirit of man, the soul of man, the body and its discipline, assurance of salvation, and all of these Make sure you listen to them. Make sure you listen to them. And as I said, do contact us. God bless you.
thank you for listening to the entire message today. If you feel you can bless someone, please join us in spreading the gospel of the kingdom by sharing this audio with others. God bless you.